welcome to Silence, a podcast that gives women in science, technology, engineering and maths, or STEM, an opportunity to share honestly and openly about what it's really like working in these typically male-dominated subjects. Each week, one woman shares her stories and experiences. She could be a public figure, the girl next door, or someone from a far-off land. The point is she'll be deliberately kept anonymous and disguised to ensure that we're not distracted by the details of her achievements, her labels, or what she looks like. I'm Dr. Shanice Omara, also a woman in STEM. I studied mechanical engineering and ended up as a television broadcaster. I've worked on and reported on some cutting-edge technology and innovation over the years. And of course, through my television work, I've met some incredible women from a diverse range of STEM fields. And you know what? I've been more amazed about what I've learned from these women when the cameras have been turned off and they're just being themselves. These women have amazingly impressive CVs, but most importantly, they're human, just like the rest of us. And it's that off-air honesty that I'd like to share with you through silence. This week, my guest is in the field of molecular microbiology and immunology with an interest in going into epidemiology. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show. That was a bit of a mouthful, what you're actually studying. It's amazing. (laughs) Yes. um, Honestly, it was like the immunology aspect of it was what drew me to it um, because it's the thing that causes the epidemiology. Okay. So for all those that can barely pronounce it like me um can you explain what what you do so epidemiology is i'm there's like there's field work and then there's research uh, and what i'm looking into doing is field work and so basically um it's like working with outbreaks that's what i specifically want to go into is um outbreaks and disease control through with the cdc so i think like to give it like an image as if you've ever seen the movie outbreak like they're the people that are like they go um and investigate you know like ebola outbreaks or something and they wear the big hazmat suits they also look at like the demographics of outbreaks to try and figure out ways to um I don't know, I guess, like, create solutions for the problems based on, like, population and areas and stuff like that. Okay, so that sounds really specific. Um, What got you into that? It was actually, it's been, like, a very roundabout journey um, to this because when I first went to school, like, right out of high school, I don't know, I wasn't actually very good at science and math, so, like, I never even thought about looking at like a science field because it just always seemed like something that was so far out of my league. Um, so I started with journalism and then I decided like I just didn't want to be in school and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I dropped out. And then when I went back to school, like a little bit later, um, I went back to school for nursing because I thought nursing sounded universal and you can, it sounds like, you know, job security kind of thing. Um, but as I was going to school, like I realized I didn't really want to be a nurse. So that turned into chemistry and then chemistry turned into biochemistry but then when I was in biochemistry I realized that what was really fascinating to me was viruses and bacteria like the more that I learned about them the more that I kind of it sounds creepy but like admire the intelligence of like such a tiny basic being and you know most people don't even think that they're alive But so for me, it was like the option was I looked at first virology, but then I realized that I didn't really want to be in a research lab that I thought being out in the field would be something that I would rather do. Um, And epidemiology was what gave me that option. And so it's been a very 
a very like weird journey to get to this point. So I also struggled with sciences, um, but I always knew that the end goal was mechanical engineering. But it sounds like you were always kind of just following your gut instinct from the beginning, which led you to where you are today. Yeah, I honestly am grateful for the path that I came on because like it was, I feel like science wasn't something, well, actually, okay, so like when I was younger, I loved my dad. I really, really, really loved my dad, but he was not always the the best when it came to support because like, so I wasn't good at math and I wasn't like good like for my whole entire life, I just haven't been good at math. And I remember saying that I wanted to be a doctor. And my dad said that I wasn't good at math. So I shouldn't be a doctor. And like, I think that really stuck with me in a way that was like, okay, like, I guess, like, in some way that makes sense. And so like, I didn't, I never, it was never like an option for me. And I think nursing for me when I came back to school seemed like, I don't want to say, I guess it seemed like an easy like an easier path than being a doctor, I guess. Like, so it was kind of like the, um, you know, it was like me not really believing in myself, but like, I, you know, maybe I'll try it kind of thing. And then like, when I got into chemistry, like I realized that this was something that I was actually good at. And then it became more of like this realization, you know, thankfully that for me and like science, it wasn't about like not being intelligent enough because I understood the classes that I was in, like, it took work. Like, it took a lot of work. Like, you know, I was in classes with people who just seemed to innately, you know, understand what it was that they were doing and what was going on. But it was just like, over time, I became able to, like, look into harder stuff and, like, the possibility of harder stuff because, you know, I was given... I I started to believe, like, in in a greater thing, like, in a greater thing in the universe. And, like, why not? Why not? Why couldn't I be, like, a virologist? Or why couldn't I be, like, a PhD? Something really crazy, you know, that, like, I see and I'm very impressed by, you know, because it was just, like, I came to understand that it was just about hard work. And I feel like there's this social stigma that, like, people put on themselves, too. Like, that, like, they automatically put that barrier on themselves where, oh, I couldn't possibly so it blocks them. And so thankfully, I I came to this understanding of like, well, why not? And like, just understood that it wasn't about having like the innate intelligence of the person next to me, but I was determined and I was willing to work hard, you know, because I feel like that's what most of these classes require is just like, it's just a bunch of hard work. It's not like impossible work. It sounds as though you were encouraged by your own achievements. Yeah, because, like, I would find that I would, I was getting straight A's, you know, in classes that, like, like, in chemistry when I was in high school, I had, like, an emotional breakdown, because I found it to be so hard, and, you know, then here I was, like, in classes that were doubly hard than what I was taking in high school, and I was getting good grades, like, so it became, you know, like, I understand the, I understood the work, and saw that it didn't have anything to do with, like, okay, so I wasn't great at math, but as long as, like, I worked hard at it you know I was still able to get you know as good or better grades than the person who was already like good at science and math so what was driving you because some people are completely put off by hard work I think unfortunately that's just like 
fear of failure. So I guess it's like, for me, it's like this underlying anxiety of I was committed to this path because the end goal is what I want. And so like the fear of failure, like failure was not an option. I so relate to that. But you know, I've, I've had a really interesting relationship with failure. Um, But ultimately, I can say that I look back and it was the fear of failure that kept me going forward. Is it such a negative thing? I don't think so. Like it used to be crippling to the point where like, I wouldn't even want to start. But I think for the most part, it's been like my driving force, you know, and so there's a part of me that's grateful for it, you know, because I think without that, I wouldn't be as far along as I am today. So I think it's like a love hate relationship. Yeah, totally. So take me back all the way to your childhood. Like, was it obvious when you were a little girl that you would end up where you are today in terms of your STEM career? No, I don't think so. I... I'm an only child, so I was definitely like the kid that had imaginary friends and played by themselves and played with Barbies and dolls. But I guess like school related, I was, I don't really remember this, but uh, my mom is like as an encouraging thing likes to tell me that like when I was, I don't remember the grades, but I was held back. So I think whatever like the introductory grade was for math or algebra, like I was held back because I wasn't able to do the math. And so I was held back for it because basic math was really hard for me like fractions and decimals like for some reason I just and like word problems like I just wasn't able to see the necessary stuff for it so I was actually in this thing um it's like Sylvan Learning Center I don't know if they still have them anymore but it was like it was like a math program like I was in a math program for a really long time in high school for tutoring because like I wasn't able to grasp like just the basic math of stuff so like this honestly where I am today was not even in my head that I would be here because just like and like I said like science did not come easily to me and so as a little girl just in terms of like the things you used to do you know the toys you used to play with was it Was it obvious that you would end up in the career choice that you have? Because, for example, I was really into Lego. I just loved building things. And so did you have any obvious signs as a young girl that you would end up in the career you have today? No, I was definitely the Barbies and dolls girl. Um, I loved dressing my Barbies and creating stories for my Barbies And I did have Legos, but it was like the Legos that had the pre-constructed design. So it was like, I was also into video games, like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. I read a lot. It was all like fantasy and nothing. (laughs) Like, I think I tried reading, um, oh man, I'm, I'm totally blanking on the, oh, was it is it 20,000 leagues under the sea and like I got really lost in like the technical and mathematical aspects of that but I have to say I do see a link um because you talked about you know nursing and basically caring about people's health I mean that's what that's what your career is about today I mean you're so technically in depth with that but essentially the fundamentals are the same is that you care about keeping people well it's true. I I like the idea of um, being of service to the world, I guess, in some way, which saying it out loud sounds cheesy, but I don't, maybe it's not, but I just feel like it's something that I can do like on a global level to be of service, especially when I feel like the world is in kind of a state of chaos right now. I feel like, you know, and I just, you know, with so much going on in so many different areas, you know, it's like the something that I can do on a larger level. The career you have today must involve a lot of mathematical thinking. 
Um, so it's really inspiring to think that, you know, you struggled with it, but now you're using it probably a lot. So when I was like in high school, I had very like mathematically intelligent friends. Um, so they were all in like the upper division physics classes and um, like college algebra classes. And they were taking like the AP, AP classes to get into everything. And I just wasn't on that level. Like I think I was, I failed my first algebra class in high school um, and I had to retake it over the summer and got an A. Um, but yeah, like math, like also geometry too. Cause like some, for some reason, like conceptual things just don't come to me e- easily either, which is why like I have such a hard time with word problems. So I have such a hard time conceptualizing and visualizing those things. So sometimes I would have an easier time with algebra, like when I would finally get it, cause it was like very literal and very straightforward. Um, and I actually ultimately really liked that about math was that there was no like, well, maybe this is the right answer. Maybe this is the right answer. There's just one right answer. And that's kind of the thing that I like about science too. It's not ambiguous. Like this is what it is. And I, I really like that. And so I honestly, I think I, I idealized the sciences. Like I always thought like that was so cool. And like, that was where I wanted to go, which is why like I wanted to be a doctor. Cause like, I thought that's like, like the ultimate thing is to be like a medical doctor because it's, I don't know, like at, the, at a younger age, it wasn't like, I wasn't really thinking about it except like, wow, being a doctor sounds really cool. Um, but also I just thought being a scientist was really cool. Like that aspect of life was really cool. But, you know, unfortunately, I think to my own self-doubt and again, I think my dad was coming from a place of not wanting to me ultimately be like disappointed. But at the same time, it's not really the best thing to say to somebody that you can't do it. So there was, like, a combination of things that kept me away from it. And, like, I'm grateful that, like, when I did go to college, like, right out of um, high school, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I was a journalism major, and it just wasn't, you know, I think I was just so burned out from high school or something, and it just wasn't where I wanted to be. And so, like, I dropped out. And after a while, like, when I realized that I, w- I did want to go back to school, because, like, school was where, you know, I wanted to be I was a much better student than I was even in high school like because I was there for myself I felt like like it wasn't just like the next step like the something that you had to do next I think again like I thought nursing because I thought it was a lower bar than being a doctor but I realize now like nurses have to go through the same exact schooling that doctors do so I don't know why (laughs) I don't know why my head was like oh yeah no that'll that'll be easier um but like I went back to school because I thought being a nurse and being of service was where I wanted to be at then I had like (laughs) this close-up encounter with this woman who had fallen on the street and had like cut her eyebrow with her glasses and like there was just blood all over the place and I realized that like it was just freaking me out and I realized that blood was not something I could actually be up close personal so like she was kind of like this guiding force in my life that was like okay you should probably think about something else I know it was so crazy I was totally like freaking out but like so it was kind of like okay this isn't gonna work for you but I had had an experience like in a chemistry class where I I just loved it like because it was like it was like a basic chemistry class but there was a lot of math involved in it but for some reason it was like so that it didn't come easily to me like again like a lot of this stuff doesn't come easily to me, like, even now. Like, um, it takes a lot of work, but, like, it was, like, once I would finally understand it, like, the math that was involved in it, like, once I would finally get it, like, in this basic chemistry class, 
it was just like this feeling of like, I don't know, it was just a connection that I had to the science and the math of it that just was really encouraging for me that, okay, I got it. Like, I, I understand it. And like, and like, I can't really because it was a while ago. So I can't really understand or describe what that moment was. But like, it, it didn't, again, I guess I just emphasize like, it didn't come easily, like I had to sit and work at it. But you know, I, I got it because I guess there was like a different understanding around the math. That's just like, just like basic math. For microbiology, or like where I'm at right now, they don't actually require, like calculus one was the highest math that I had to take. Um, but it was interesting because like as math got harder, I got better at it. I don't know. Maybe that's because like I overcomplicate things. And so like taking overly complicated math was easier for me. Um, but I always still had like a hard time with like the basic algebra of stuff. So like when I got to calculus, you know, I really struggled to get an you know, a good grade in that class because I understood the calculus, but the algebra aspect of stuff was really killing me. But again, it's just, it was just with hard, hard work. I definitely got tutors and stuff like that, you know, but it was, I think it was definitely that driving force of like, I'm also a type A student and like, I'm willing to do anything to get that grade, which was not something I was before. Like, I think honestly, that might be one of the main differences is that again, I was there for myself. And this is what something I had decided that I wanted to do. Um, but then as I was moving along in chemistry, like, I honestly don't remember the exact thing that got me interested in um, viruses and bacteria. I think this actually might be really silly, but I remember watching, like, whatever, like, that third non-Matt Damon, Jason Bourne movie was. And, like, there was a character in it that was, like, a virologist. She had a PhD in virology, and I thought that sounded really cool because I was already already interested in viruses. So I looked into it, and I think that was that moment where I realized, like, why not? Because, like, at first I was kind of like, wait a minute, like, there's no way that I could get, like, a PhD in virology. Like, that's, like, so beyond what I'm doing. But then it's it's really not, like, that much farther. That's so awesome. Yeah, like, it's just, like... It's so awesome that you were having, like, this kind of, like, debate with yourself. Like, I really want to get a PhD in virology, but why not? I mean, but I can't. But I why not? You no, know, <laughs> it's definitely, like, that internal... Always that internal thing. But I'm glad that it, like, it won out. Because, like, I think it's, like, the thing, like, that over time, you know, the facts were there that it wasn't beyond me to do that, you know, because even though, like, I I wasn't getting perfect grades in math, you know, I'm not going to lie, but, like, you know, the science classes were, came a little bit more easily to me, you know, and um, I was getting, like, A's and B's, and so it just became, like, this thing of, like, you know, it can't be, you know. Yeah, I love the fact that you just said that, because listening to you, it's, I, it just doesn't, I'm not convinced that you couldn't do this and that. Like, it, it really sounds like it was a lot of self-belief or lack of it that was holding you back. Um, and I must say that hearing your story, it sounds as though you were very much self-driven. Um, actually, why don't you complete the story? Like, what's, what did that lead to and where are you today? And the program that I was looking at, I saw molecular microbiology and immunology, and that was offering a very specific look at um, virology and human disease. And it was everything that I wanted that, that I thought would make a good basis um, for epidemiology. And I think, you know, it, so it sounds like a mouthful, <laughs> like, and it sounds like it's like a lot. 
But honestly, it's, again, it's just like, it's just willing to do the work. And I think the semester that I'm going into right now, because I'm almost done. So it actually took me like six years to get this point because I took classes only a couple at a time because I wanted to make sure that I could give each one the focus that I felt like they needed like on my end so that I could get that good grade and get that understanding. Um, And it's only like this semester that I'm going into that um, like terrified of the semester going into it like if that makes sense just because it's like finally sunk in that it is about the hard work and the willingness to put into the time and I feel like it took me a while to get to this zen point of like it's all about the work but it, it really is and so I get to graduate next year and I'm looking at taking the GREs this summer to go for my master's in epidemiology. Wow so awesome. Yeah, your story just fills me with hope because um, the driving force behind all of it was that you were following what really interested you. And and it seems to have been a lot of self-drive in that. But were there any other role models or people that inspired you? Unfortunately, I'm going to say no. But I think that's only because, I don't know, like, I don't think that there aren't that many which is why I think like you're putting out this podcast and like this idea because I think like so for me I went to a STEM a STEM panel that was being held at uh, my community college like a while ago and it was supposed to be like one person from each section of like the STEM programs and it was all men and so it was just kind of like I don't think there was anything out there that was like an actual role model for me to look at. I think besides the women that I saw in the movie, and I thought that was like a cool job. Um, Cause honestly, nothing's really sticking out in my mind as like, um, uh, like a prominent figure. I guess you really were just following your interests and your heart then to get to where you are today. I had support. Like I definitely had, um, which I think is as important. Like my Mom has definitely been my, you know, biggest cheerleader, um, which is good, you know, and I have, I've had support, you know, I have support from all those around me. So even my dad is proud of me. Like, I, he's definitely a little surprised, but not like verbally so. I think he just mentioned it once that he didn't expect that I'd be here um, because of the math, but not like in a bad way. Um, you know, he's been supportive, so. Yeah, how important has that support been? Um, really important, honestly. I think, um, uh, you know, because like it's definitely there are definitely moments when like I'm, you know, like I I am in this place of like, yeah, it's it's all about the hard work, and you know, I'm in this place of like here I am, and this is, but the journey has been really like like I I honestly I remember there's this one class where I had this professor. It was also a chemistry class, like it was the second part of like a chemistry grouping of classes and like I would cry while studying because it was I found it to be so hard and like the teacher was hard and like you know and then there were definitely moments of like self-doubt you know even like that I am not like these other students that are in this class who I just felt like science has always been like their thing or science they're pre-med and they're like 18 and you know they it's just like what they're doing and you know so I don't know there's just been a lot of comparison of like well I'm not like that well I'm totally not like that because you know sometimes you know and I just feel like what am I doing like I feel like a fraud 
you know, sometimes I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Like, I remember when I was moving from, was transitioning from community college to, like, I want to say college, college, I guess. But, like, I was so scared. Like, I was so scared that I was just going to be surrounded by people who were meant to be there. And who was I? And sometimes I have that feeling of, like, you know, when I get a job, like, when I actually become an epidemiologist, you know, I feel like I'm going to be a fraud. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, this feeling of, like, I'm not meant to be here. Because sometimes, you know, I still compare my mind, like, um, I do I do have an interest in science, but, you know, I'm still that person that reads, like, fantasy books and stuff like that. So it's, like, sometimes I do compare my mental space to other people's mental spaces. So is it almost like feeling guilty that you've got other interests and skills? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, like, I think it's that feeling of being a fraud because, like, I, I don't know if it's so much more of the interest in skills, but it's like, that's not where I started, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, because, you know, I'm a little bit older than people that I'm in school with. And so sometimes it makes me like, it's just like another level or things don't come to me that easily. Like, um, again, like things don't come to me as easily as maybe they come to other people. Like it takes me a longer time to work on it and get to it. Um, and ta- sometimes it takes me a really long time to like, um, keep concepts in my head. Like, even though, so classes, when they build upon each other and the science builds upon each other, it's like, sometimes I fault for myself for not remembering the stuff that I took, like, years and years ago. In my head, I go, well, a real scientist. So it's just, it's just that kind of thought. Like, I think I just fault the way that I think about things, you know, compared to, like, I guess, what a quote-unquote real scientist whatever that looks like yeah. about things. My gosh, it's it's so fascinating because um, I wonder where you get your real scientist in air quotes kind of vision from. Right? I mean, what, do, what does a real scientist look like to you? I don't know, like Albert Einstein. I don't know, like, <laughs> I guess it's like, you know, that super genius that just, I don't know creates new theories and comes up with new models of life, you know. But again, it's like, it's like comparing, it's comparing my insides to people's outsides. So it just looks like other people have it all together and, you know, know what's going on. It's like, maybe they don't. But how do you deal with the self-doubt when it does crop up? It's definitely been a work in progress because it used to be crippling. Like, again, I cried. But actually, I feel like I don't know if I answered your support group answer. But, like, that's why it's good to have a support group because, like, I'm constantly questioning, you know, and then constantly having people remind me that I've been in this place before and I got through it. Um, So I think it's, like, it, it pops up. But I think the thing that I have to remind myself is that I guess, like, past experience has to be something that I remind myself with, but also, um, like, there's just no room for that in my life right now. What, the self-doubt? Yeah, like, I don't, like, it It comes up. Sometimes I get to go, like, no, like, this, we don't have time for this. Like, you don't have time for this kind of thing. And then sometimes it takes a little bit longer. But it's it's just, like, the process of, you know, because it is, it is constant. It is constant because, like, it is, like, I think it's it's unfortunately 
yeah, definitely me comparing myself to what I think whatever that image of the quote-unquote scientist that doesn't even really exist is. You know, and it might always be constant, but I think the thing that it just, it doesn't get to stop me. And I wonder what exactly is it that keeps you going? Because it sounds like you've been through a lot of self-reflection. Like, what ultimately are you aiming for? Um, I think I just worked so hard to get to this point that it's like, I want to say it, it, it's more than just like proving to myself that I can do it. Um, but I do, I want success in this field. Like, um, you know, for me, success is always the ultimate goal. Like, I want to be the top of, you know, whatever the epidemiology field is. I just want to successfully complete this journey that I'm on, I guess, is like what it is. So I think honestly, that's, it's definitely, it's definitely the fear of failure, but also it's more that like somewhere along the way, this became like, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want my life to be. And I guess, thankfully, you know, despite in the face of like continuous daily self-doubt, I do have that thought process that it's, there is no other option. This is the option and there is no other option. And so what does a successful life look like to you? I mean, have you planned for your future? Do you know, can you answer that question of like, what do you want in five years, 10 years? Or is this not something that you want to consider? Um, I think in the abstract, um, I know what I want to do um, in five years. I haven't looked at it very closely only because I think also one of the things that I've learned up to this point is that any plans that I've actually made for myself I'm not anywhere I thought it was going to be like no no part of my path or no part of my journey was anything that I had like structured out for myself you know so I do I do believe um that uh, you know a higher power has basically knocked down And because like anything that I set up for myself in like a really structured way has, and I'm grateful for that because like nothing from point A to point B was what I thought it was going to be. So my abstract plan for myself is that I would love to work at the CDC and these people called viral detectives. And like they act, they go out and investigate outbreaks and infectious disease. And that's what I want to do. Like for me, that would be what success looks like is is doing that and being like one of the top people that they send to, you know, different countries to, you know, be a liaison with the governments there and help figure out solutions. That sounds really exciting and ambitious. And it actually really sounds in line with what you had always aspired to do from early on in your life um, in terms of like helping people and being of service to the world. But what about the bigger picture of being a woman? What does having it all mean to you? Oh, man. I honestly don't know if I've ever really thought about it. I think sometimes, I guess, like, it would just be, like, um, proof that, like, as a woman, we can be the tops of those fields as well. Um, Because I'm not going to lie, a lot of the science classes and a lot of the stories I've heard about what it takes to, like, I I guess get to those points is, like... um, Stuff that I really haven't kept in my mind because I don't want it to be something that, like, I, I don't want it to be, like, a barrier. Like, again, like, just one more thing that becomes, like, this worry of, like, as a female in this field, like, what is that going to look like for me? And how do I, and what will be the roadblocks? 
because I have heard it's very hard for females to get mentors, um, which is something that I'll need is like in a master's program. I've heard that it's hard for females to get mentors. And I've heard that it's mostly it's mostly men that are in these situations and stuff like that. So it's I guess that's the only aspect of like what it means to be a female and like what that would look like. That's what, the only thought process that's coming on... to my head. But I, I honestly, I've never really thought specifically about being a woman, um, I guess, in the sciences. Weird, weirdly, I don't know. The larger picture of all the different aspects of life, because it's not all just about science, is it? Um, I think right now... It is career-based, but more and more I have been thinking about um, and family. Um, I'm very blessed because I do have a husband who is one of my main supporters. And like in this part of my life, he's been very willing to go where I go kind of thing. What I need to do is what he's willing to support because he's already gone through school and is already like in his career. So I get to have like, I guess, that little aspect of family along with the science. I think selfishly, though, um, I have thought about like, okay, so traveling and all that will be a part of my career. Hopefully, like that's that is what I want. Um, So I think selfishly, I haven't really thought about um, what that would look like for the greater family aspect. And as for children, more and more, I have been thinking about having like what where children fit in because as it stands like I'm going to be in school for a little bit and then I would like to establish like a career um before bringing a child into that just so that I would have like a financial basis for that I know women who are successful at that like um my husband's uh, mom would be my greatest example because she got her master's in nursing um with two children like two full-grown children and like unfortunately not like a husband that was all that supportive but she did it like um I don't think it was easy but it was something that she wanted and she did it I think it just depends like I I am also of the thought process that um along with the why not like I think as a woman just because we want like a life in science doesn't mean that we can't also have, I don't want to say domestic aspect, but I feel like, you know, doesn't mean that we can't also be women and want, like, to be married and have a husband. Like, I think it's, like, we get to have it all. Like, just because we're a woman doesn't mean it's one or the other. I think, like, men, we get to have it all. Like, if we want it all, we get to have it all. Do you think being in STEM is compatible with having a family? Because, you know, it... Most of the STEM careers that I hear about require a huge amount of studying. I mean, is that even compatible with having a family? Not right now. Um, like, because I guess it's just in my head that I think maybe it's naive, maybe, or maybe not, but it's just in my head that like one day I get to have that gift. I don't know. When the time comes, like that, that will be an option for me. So are there things that you specifically have to do or things that you're aware of in order to have it all? Um, I do. Yeah, I don't think there is a distinction for being for men and women, I guess. Like, I think that's because like, I am surrounded by women who are intelligent in different fields of STEM. So I think I've just never thought about it as not being a woman's field. I actually am working in a research lab right now with only women. It's interesting because you might just be at a time in your life where this isn't something you need to think about. 
And it's just, it's so fascinating talking to women of different ages because some people are really having to consider it and some women are not thinking about it at all. So do you feel that your chosen career in microbiology is something that is um, a good career choice for a woman? That was something that I had heard. So I don't know if that's actually the situation. The gender balance is that there's definitely more men than women in my classes. But like, again, like, it's interesting, because the research lab that I work in, I work with all women, and my lab manager is a female. Um, But it's a male doctor whose lab that we work in. But, you know, he hasn't He's very generous and very open, and so it hasn't been like an oppressive male force, I think, on my education. I don't know. It hasn't been something that I've had to consider. But to your question, I would say that I think like for engineering um, and like that includes like computer sciences, because one of my best friends is a female and she wants to be um, like she was in engineering. Like she wanted she was she started out considering like computer programming and stuff like that and like switched to like bioengineering um, or biotech. But she was like the only female in a lot of the programming classes. And she did experience um, like men were not nice to her. Like even her male, like the teacher uh, was very condescending with her. Something that I've been conscious of is like, so I'm blonde and I have gotten the stereotype that I'm stupid, which is the only thing I've ever been conscious of, um, is that my teachers would just automatically assume that I was stupid and would actually talk to me like I was stupid until like I proved myself. But even then I was treated like um, the dumb blonde in class. Um, And unfortunately, like in my earlier classes, Um, Not so much now because maybe it's because it's like upper division classes, but a lot of my earlier classes, I actually surprisingly found that the most like, it was with other women, like, because like the other women wouldn't be um, very generous with other women. Like it was this competition for, I don't want to say male attention, but like it was this competition within like the female groupings which I found to be very bizarre because it was like, you know, we're all in this together, but they would be very like antagonistic. Um, Like not just to me, but like, you know, to other women, Um, which is not something I've experienced recently, actually. Um, It was just like in a couple of classes that I had when in community college. So maybe that was just like, I don't know, maybe that was what was going on there. Um, And I haven't experienced that recently, but that's like um, the most that's like those are the kind of experiences I've had as a woman as a woman in microbiology but with my upper division classes I haven't had any of those experiences with other women um you've had to face a lot of challenges along the way um what advice would you give to any young girls who are considering going into microbiology or similar fields like what would you do differently given your experience and hindsight today my advice would just have to start with why not you? I don't know if I would do anything differently because I think each step of the way led to where I am now. Um, so it might have been like the, not the most desirable road traveled because it did take a minute um, to get where I am. Um, but I think it, it took like each step of the way to have like the understanding that I, I have today and like this is where I want to be, you know, because again, I think that's why I'm just so like focused is because like this is the outcome that I'm working towards is the outcome that I've worked really hard for. 
kind of thing. Um, and again, I think that's my, you know, my advice also is like, I think it's people's inner voices that stop them from succeeding like way too much, you know, because like, I'm going to say like 95% of the time, our inner voices are not correct. Um, our inner voices are just, you know, society um, and self-doubt. And that's not something that should be listened to. If it doesn't come easily, like that doesn't mean anything. Like that doesn't mean that this isn't where you should be. It just means that you're going to have to work harder than the person next to you kind of thing. Um, but if it's something that you want, why not you um, is what I would have to say to that. I, I love that message. I think maybe some girls might listen to that and go, but if it's hard, maybe that's the universe telling me that it's not for me. So how do you tell the difference between something that is not meant for you and something that's just really, really tough? Um, I think the difference has to be um, how you feel about it. Yeah, I guess that's that would be the difference because like if it's really hard and you're just like hating every step of the way, like then don't do it. I guess it's keeping an eye on the end goal, which is just because you're not good at math or it doesn't mean that you can't be a successful microbiologist. Because I think often we, as women in STEM, have such high expectations for ourselves. And we think if we're not perfect to everything, then maybe this isn't the right career choice. Oh, yeah. I guess it was just like, it was a means to an end. The math wasn't really an option of whether or not to take it. Um, it was just like, well, I had to take it in order to do the thing that I wanted to do. It sounds like you faced so much adversity, but it also does sound that you really are genuinely interested in what you're doing. I am, and I think that has to be, I guess that would have to be the thing, because for me, it's not, I guess this is the one time where it's like, it's not about the journey, because there are definitely, science, there are definitely classes that I've had to take that I just totally hated. Um, and I just thought they were so boring, and like the hard work, totally sucked but for me like it's just it just has to be what I take in order to get to the end goal like I can't meet the end goal without doing the stuff in between so yeah I think it's just it's, it hasn't really been an option for me like even though if it's been hard and like I hated it it was something that I had to do in order to get to the end goal um so I guess like that would have to be the thing is like you just weigh the end goal because like I think like again with like all the steps in my journey I I've been lucky enough to have stumbled upon something in all of like you know my changing of ideas of where I wanted to go something that I was like truly and genuinely interested in um and where I wanted to be so I think that I was lucky enough to find that so that the stuff that was in between and totally like not what I wanted to be doing was still bearable because it wasn't an option not to do it, I guess. So I, I don't know what the exact numbers are of um, the gender balance in microbiology, but um, generally there are less women in STEM compared to guys. Um, what would be your thoughts on why that is? Um, I think that's that societal thing um, that I think we're working to changing, you know, the image of now is that that's for men and like the soft sciences, like psychology and stuff like that are for women or art is for women or, you know, domesticity is for women and like the harder stuff is for men. Um, because unfortunately, I think that's the stuff that's like cultivated from a really young age and like not so much in the media anymore because I think right now 
it's been, I think there's a, like, a lot of effort to work towards changing that. Um, but, you know, I think it's just from a really young age, it's been instilled in us that, like, you know, girls play with Barbies and guys play with, like, connector sets. You know, I think it's something that's being changed now um, more and more. But I think, unfortunately, it's definitely, like, a societal thing that's kept women out, you know, for men. And I think it's definitely, like, a boy's... What is that saying? Like, it's, like, a boy's boys club or something? Because that was one of the things that I was talking about with, like, what I had heard about mentoring was it was harder for women to find mentors because men didn't want to work with women because they were intimidated by what that meant. Or, like, it was definitely, like, men would choose men to work with kind of thing. You know, as a woman in STEM, you're already, um, just by being in STEM, you're very inspiring because of your strength and tenacity to have stuck by what you are interested in. But what would be your top five sort of characteristics or pieces of advice based on your experiences in STEM for pursuing a career in STEM? I guess determination, persistence. Like, I think you can't really think about, like, all the possibilities of, like, what could go wrong um, because I think that just becomes, like, a deterrent. A certain level of trust in yourself um, that you do deserve to be here just as much as anybody else and then um i guess i guess a certain level of courage there's a lot out there that works against us you know i think and you know it has to be the courage to overcome whatever each next thing is you know even the courage to like overcome our own thought processes you know and to know that like you you are where you should be i guess yeah i mean if i was a young girl sort of considering a career in stem and i heard you talk about those characteristics I would be like, yeah, maybe I could develop those characteristics. But my big question mark would be why? Why develop those kind of characteristics? Like, what are the main things you're getting out of the career you're in? Again, I think this is just where, I don't know, this is where I want to be. So I think, I don't know how to really answer that question, I guess, because this is where I want to be and there's no other option. I think it always just comes back to that. It's like, there's not really another option for me right now because this is what I've decided that I want to be, this is where I decided I want to be and it feels right. Um, And that's why, you know, I'm working so hard and working against my own thought processes, you know, and working against like, you know, what I feel like are outside, you know, stigmas, I guess. Um, Because within myself, this is what I've decided that I want, that I want, and that's, it's pretty solid. I think, I guess the basis for all of that has to be pretty solid, like that this is what you want to do. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's a very, very clear message. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be as simple as that. Like I'm in STEM because it just feels right. And, you know, I I, I don't want to be anywhere else. I mean, if someone has that feeling towards a subject in STEM, I think they should really follow that because, um, often what gets in the way is other people's opinions of them doing that. And uh, those opinions shouldn't count. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it has to be what you personally want to do, not what anybody else wants. Cause I think that was what was getting in my way early on in life was because like I, I went into college thinking it was like, you know, well, I went into college because like, that's what my family expected me to do. But, like, when I was there, I completely had no idea what was going on, and I was a terrible student, you know? And then when I came back, I was there for myself, 
and that's where I knew I wanted to be and that's I was where I wanted to be you know and that's why I'm working so hard now to get to where I want to be because I know like within me like it is a solid foundation for everything else that this is exactly what I should be doing and where I want to be you know when something somebody else wants it for you like I don't think it has the same meaning I don't know because yeah you know I think it has to be something that you want for yourself yeah I think that's an awesome message to end on it's just been so incredible getting to hear your story and finding out about your journey in STEM um, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with us about what you've been up to. Of course, my pleasure. Thank you so much. That's it from our STEM guest this week. Wow, I, I'm just so amazed that someone could have struggled so much with math and maybe their levels of self-belief. And to pull through all of that and be doing something that sounds so complicated but this idea of being deeply fascinated by something and really following your passion is a message that is so fundamental to going into STEM. Thanks so much for listening this week. I'll catch you next week on Silence. Silence.